missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957 The Rock app. And joining us right now on the phone is Aaron from the Wafer Program. Aaron, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How was your weekend? Did you have a good weekend at least? Was it okay? Did you do anything fun? Um, all of my kids were home and we played some games, so that was good. Nice. Family time. Always yeah. good to have family time. Yeah, it looks like a nice start to our Monday anyway. It's, um, you know, the sun might be out for a few minutes anyway, so yeah. enjoy that while you yeah. can. Aaron, we've been working and talking over the last... I don't know, a month or so, just about uh, Wafer and the importance that it, uh, the role it plays here in our community and some of the things that uh, you guys offer besides the food pantry, right, where people know perhaps that residents can go and, and get food from, from your pantry to help um, help make sure that their meals are on their table. But I learned a lot about speaking about meals on tables. You want to talk about some of the other things that Wafer does with that group to help make sure that they're um, you know, enjoying the most uh, beneficial meals they can. Yeah, so we, we do offer some other programs where more than just the food pantry. Uh, you know, we have our mobile pantry where we're going around throughout the county and to neighborhoods and communities so it's closer access. You know, we have delivery for seniors. And then we also have our nutrition education programming. We've got some great community partners who provide education to our participants at no cost. They learn how to make healthier choices, use the product that we have in the pantry to the fullest, extend their food dollars, have great tasting food. And then they also receive some sort of tool that is correlated to the session topic so that they can take their new skills and their new tools home and learn how to implement those skills to make better choices. I think that's really awesome. I had no idea that they were actually doing like that kind of education for cooking and right. and different ways to uh, you know to prepare food and to make fresh when you have stuff from the gardens, for I think, instance. I think How people, do you supplement yeah, that? People have this uh, you know maybe stereotypical idea of what a food pantry is. You go and you pick up some bags of groceries, you know, boxes of pasta, stuff like that, and then you go home and and that's it. But that's not the case with wafer, correct? It's not. And, you know, really, we have a really well-balanced food package. You know, people are, are getting fresh produce in addition to the canned goods. And it's a lot of fresh produce, a, a great variety. So it's, you know, your greens, your berries, tomatoes, you know, things to make salads and stir fries. Um, there's plenty of options. It's, it's really wonderful, really wonderful produce. And it's, uh, you know, it's great to incorporate that with the canned vegetables and and stretch the food further. Yeah, Aaron from the Wafer Program joining us on the phone right now. Let's talk about where people can find out more information about Wafer and about volunteering because basically everywhere you go right now, everyone's hiring. I'm assuming you guys are are hiring as well, if you will, looking for volunteers uh, to do all sorts of different stuff, correct? Yeah, we are. And actually, we're hiring a new mobile, mobile pantry manager as well, so we'll be adding to our team here. Um, but people can check out our website at waferlacrosse.org. There's lots of information about our programs and services and uh, just, you know, questions that you might have. Um, then you can find us on Facebook at Wafer Food Pantry. Great places to uh, reach out. And if you do have some extra hours and you want to give back, this is a great way to uh, feed our community with Wafer. Thanks for joining us this morning, Aaron. Thank you. Aaron from Wafer joining us on the phone this morning. Again, if you want to find out more about Wafer here in La Crosse, you want to find out about the 
uh, hours that they have, the calendar that yep. they have, you can go to their website, waferlacrosse.org for more Truly information. Truly a food pantry, right? Yeah. And with those mobile deliveries and stuff really serving an important uh, element in our community. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Fact or bullcrap, Shaw? Okay. Random questions again. <laughs> okay. Never know what you'll get. Just random stuff. We're tossing out random questions. We'll see how much you know about random stuff. Okay. Question number one, fact or bullcrap? Movie trailers used to be shown after the movie. Is that fact or bullcrap? I think that's fact. Hoo-ah. That's why they're called trailers, because they trailed the movie. Uh-huh. People used to leave, so theaters eventually decided to run them before the movie started. Now you got to stay anyways because those stupid Marvel movies. Yeah, they make you all this. And they got seven of them now. There's like seven different things. It's like, oh, man, I thought I was only one. Okay, everybody get up. Nope, sit back down. Oh, wait, there's another thing. Get up, sit back down. Make sure you stay to the end. After they turn the lights on, the movie comes back on. You got to stay until the beginning of the next movie, and then there's another one. Yeah. Uh, Movie trailers used to be shown after the movie. Now they're shown before. Star Wars likes to do that, right? They use that mm-hmm. as a reason to get out and go see other movies because, mm-hmm. like, hey, see the new Star Wars trailer only before this movie. <laughs> uh, fact or bullcrap, random question edition here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. The M's and M&M's are the initials of the two guys who started the company. Is that fact or bullcrap? I think it's a Mars company. I will say fact. Hoo-ah! Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray. Together, they formed a company called M&M Limited back in 1941 and started selling M&Ms. Forrest's dad started the Mars Candy Company, and Bruce's dad used to be the president of Hershey's. So those guys kind of... They know their chocolate. Kind of knew what they were doing there, Shaw. You're two for two. Random questions on this edition of Factor Bullcrap. Question number three. There are only five. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Five total ingredients in a McRib sandwich at McDonald's. Is that Factor Bullcrap? Uh, let's see. There's the McRib. There's the pickle. There's the onion. There's the mm-hmm. bun. And the sauce. Okay. Five. Yeah. Uh, sure. Kind of a trick question. There's about 70. Oh. Uh, 34 of those are in the bun, Shaw. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. the ingredients that go into making the bun, all the ingredients that go into making the, uh, the, the meat. But yeah, 70, Shaw, not five. Fact or bullcrap random edition here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Emperor penguins. Oh. Those are the big ones, right? Yeah. Uh, can hold their breath for 20 minutes. 2-0. 20 minutes, y'all. Is that fact or bullcrap? Uh, you know, I watch a lot of that uh, Planet Earth they stuff. They hold and... the little baby eggs. The, the guys keep it up <laughs> off the snow. I'll, I'll say fact. Why not? Hoo-ah. They can eat uh, squid and other things that live deep underwater, so they got to be able to dive down more mm-hmm. than 1,500 feet. Holy cow. When they hunt, so 20 minutes, give or take. Ugh. That's a lot of holding your breath, Shaw. Last one. Random edition of Factor Bullcrap here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. The dog... That played Toto in The Wizard of Oz yeah. was actually a female. Is that fact or is that bullcrap? I, I would have thought they used multiple dogs, probably. Um, let's say fact. Hoo-ah! Real name was Terry, T-E-R-R-Y. Breakout role was with Shirley Temple as a dog named Rags in the 1934 movie Bright Eyes. Wizard of Oz came out five years later in 1939. Terry... The dog hmm. was actually a female, not Toto, the dog. 
You think the dog gets confused? Like, yo, my name's Toto. What is this? Or Terry, what is this Toto? You're... Well, I don't know. Do you have snacks? Do you have snacks? Yeah. Do you have snacks? <laughs> a lot of that. A lot of that. Nice job, Shaw. Four out of five. I think it was a Karen Terrier, that dog. Whoa. My Nerd. mother-in-law had a dog like that. That's Nerd what it looked like it. Well, it looked like Nerd it. Nerd alert. It's yeah. Her husband was, was British, and he called it a Karen Terrier. Brian. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. No, really. Are you familiar with Usher? I am. Yay! That's Lil John. But uh, this is Usher, Lil John, Ludacris. Smack that? No, that's Akon. Sorry. This is Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! This is the song that spanned or spawned a, a million dudes yelling at each other downtown lacrosse. Okay! <laughs> Obviously, Chappelle's show helped Chappelle, a little bit, yeah. but uh, that's where this comes from or where it started is. This song called Yeah! And uh, Usher is in a little bit of hot water right now, Shaw. I don't know if you heard. I didn't. But uh, Usher apparently goes to strip clubs and throws his own money at the strippers. And when I say his own money, mm-hmm. I mean money with his face on it. Oh. <laughs> Not real money. Oh, no. Come on. There is apparently a second side to this story, but uh, he was blasted on the interwebs yesterday for a little bit because... Pictures of $100 bills that don't have... Who's on that? Benjamin uh, Franklin? Has him on is it, it Franklin instead? on it, right? I, I think it is. Or Jackson? Who's on the on the 100? <laughs> Whoever it is, it's not that person. It's actually <laughs> Usher. It's pictures of him. But apparently, they're not uh, fake $100 bills that he was trying to pass off as real $100 bills. I guess it's some sort of promotional... Money? Money for some sort of residency that he's doing in Vegas. Well, it doesn't pay the bills, though, for the strippers, does it? Yeah, but social media putting Usher on blast for handing out fake bills at a strip club in Vegas recently. The bills had an image of Usher on the front, and some people thought he was trying to pull a fast one on some hardworking women. You know, they got to get through medical school, Sean. <laughs> Single moms getting through medical school. Right? Medical school they need fake those Fake money, condos. but not fake. Uh, Is that it? The club, however, says that Usher and his crew gave out thousands of real dollars to the girls that were dancing and also left a generous tip for the staff. Okay, well, that's good. The club says someone in his entourage left him on the floor to advertise his upcoming residency at Caesars Palace. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. What? What? <laughs> oh, man, I miss those days. Those were the good old times when you could just walk around downtown and you did it randomly. Yeah. <laughs> and from the other side Somebody's of the street. Respond, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We need to bring that back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that needs to return. I mean, that was fun for a while. You got sick of it. Don't get me wrong, but it and was fun. Place. It did. I mean, like, you'd be at who's on third, and some lunatic down at the library would be like, yeah, and you'd be like, okay. <laughs> and they knew. They, they, what? Everybody knew what was going everybody on. Was yeah. It was the best way to find your drunk friends. You know what I mean? You'd be up in Brothers. Hey. And they'd be playing some tunes. You'd be like, yeah. You'd be like, oh, he's in the bathroom. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll come get you. Right? Right? It's like, what's up? Budweiser brought yeah. that back. What's up? <laughs> we love that one. Bring it back. We need to bring it back, Shaw. I'm bringing it back. I'm doing it this Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Phil Costigan is probably very excited to hear me. Yeah. <laughs> All day long. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. I've got some, I got some sad news, Shaw. What's this? What? I got some really sad you news. You didn't share this with me. Sorry. What's going What's on? Sad? It's not personal sad news. It's just general oh, sad okay. news. All but right. uh, you remember back in December, the guy in the UK, the jet ski guy? 
The jet ski guy. Got on his jet ski and tried to get out of quarantine so he could go see his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he tried to get around quarantine Uh uh, by taking a five-hour jet ski ride (laughs) from Scotland (laughs) to go see his girlfriend on the Isle of Man. I don't know how far that is, but five hours on a sounds jet ski far, sounds far. like... Sounds far. That's true love. I mean, you really got to love... Or you're horny as hell, and she says, my parents are gone. Come on over. And you're like, all right, this is it. I'm Something. taking... You know, and I can't go on the roads. They got everything shut down. I don't have a plane or a helicopter, so what do I got? I got a jet ski. Okay. Well, apparently, she didn't share the same oh, level of feelings oh no. that uh, no. that he did. He wound up getting uh, a couple of days in jail, and now uh, things have gotten worse for him as uh, she broke up with him. Oh, man. <laughs> he was willing to go to such levels to be with her. You can't break up with a guy who's willing to take a five-hour jet right? ski to get out of quarantine. Put his own life in danger? Oh, um, man. Maybe Risking jail time? Maybe he can. Depends. Come on, man. I don't know, man. Maybe the jet ski trip was not his first bad decision. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> or he made what? many others after. What? And you're like, you're wow, here's a history of this. A history of bad decisions? Come on now. I'm just saying it's possible, Brian. I'm just saying, like, one gesture, and you're like, oh, that was really sweet. But that's like, I wish dude, some girl would get on crazy. a jet ski. Wait a minute. You're let me rethink guy. that. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> I put myself in her shoes, and right? if some girl was willing to drive on a jet ski for five hours to come see me. Yep. All right. Look, that's, yep, I might be a little bit. Okay, I well, I dated her once, and I had to move to Wisconsin because of that so right. now I'm, I'm good. dead rabbits on my front porch that. <laughs> that's what's happening yeah. there's dead rabbits oh yeah yeah what's the in next my soup step? pot or whatever that was wasn't it what's the next step for jet ski guy yeah. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. where, where does he go from there when you're in a dating uh you know i scenario? texted you 287 times yesterday and you didn't respond <laughs> that was a fun night when i went to the police station i'm like dude she won't stop calling me and she called 50 times when i'm in the police station <laughs> see and the cop, I'm telling I'm like, you, dude, right I'm rudy was with me and i'm like see i don't know what to do man Cop answered. He's like, look, you got to stop calling this guy, all right? He's in the police station about you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally get through? I yeah. Oh, yeah. coffee all over my sweatshirt. Sorry. Thanks, Brian. Sorry. That's a true story. I'm not lying. You ask Rudy. He'll tell you. We were there. Oh, my God. She showed up at the Uptown Town. Ta- it was crazy, man. I'm like, I got to get out. I'm like, what the hell, man? I'm in the stupid Rock 101 van, and I'm like, I got I to gotta go to the police station. This is nuts. <laughs> this was like before GPS, and you could locate a phone, and I thank goodness it wasn't now, Shaw. I'd be it's in real, spot, yeah. it'd be real danger. Yeah, jet ski guy, the next step is probably not good. So yeah. she maybe right, made yeah, the right decision. Might have. Or maybe she's just like, look, there's other dudes on the Isle of Man, and, and, <laughs> and I'm going to... people who are closer. Yeah, I'm going to take those options, you know? I'm going to see what happens. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Fast music is getting played because we're talking about a brewmeister. The brewmeister. Julie Nelson, past president of the Valley View Rotary Club, is on the phone with us this morning. How are you, Julie? I'm doing darn good. How about you? We're doing pretty good because this prize is something that I want to rig to my advantage. How can I rig this so I win all the prizes? Because I was looking at the grand prize. It's definitely something I want, but the runner-up prize is pretty freaking sweet, too, man. You get a like a brewery party at the PSB with a bunch of your friends. I wouldn't bring anybody. I'd just go there and drink the beer myself. Does this sound like a lot of fun being able to name a beer for yourself or, or your or your spouse or your golf group or whatever it is? But yeah, I get to pick out the label and the name and then you get to take some of the beer home with you. I agree. I think it sounds like a great prize and a lot of fun, very unique. So it's called Be the Brewmeister and the grand prize is 
Your chance to name and help create your own Pearl Street beer from the PSB. You're involved with the label design and production. Uh, You get to be there for brew day and package day. You get five cases of your personalized beer to take home. And you also get to, you know, you know, brag to all your friends. Hey, look at me. I got my own beer. What do you got? Nothing. And as you mentioned, Brian, (laughs) second place is that social at Pearl Street for 10 to 12 of your friends. You get some beers and appetizers, the brewery tour, and they've got a third place as well. And Julie, you and I spoke months ago about this because, you know, you were letting me know it was coming up. And and, and I think an interesting point of this is, yes, that's all really fun, but it's going to a great cause. And this is basically this mobile medical center. Tell me more about that. Uh, Yeah, St. Clair Health Mission has requested a mobile medical vehicle, and all the rotaries in the area have gotten together to raise some funds to make that a possibility. So that is super exciting, and the funds we're raising for this are going to go to the ongoing mission of St. Clair, just to make sure that they have the ability to carry out their mobile van and reach to people in La Crosse and outside of the area. So I think that's one thing that really attracted us this project. It reaches a lot of people. It's not just La Crosse. It's not just the south side. It's people throughout the area. Now, this is a raffle, so people are buying tickets. How much do tickets cost, and where can I get them? Tickets are $10 each, and we're going to have some drive through locations this Saturday just to make it easier since you're less likely to encounter a Rotarian in the time of COVID. So there'll be one up at Ashley Furniture, Mississippi Welders, Riverside Park, and the, the Big Lots parking lot. So scattered throughout the area nice. from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And so drive up, Saturday? give your 10 bucks, and yes, this Saturday. And where can people find out more information about the Be the Brewmeister raffle that's going on right now? All the info is on our website, valleyviewrotary.org, and you can even order tickets there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. It's a great cause, this mobile medical unit, and it's a lot of fun, Brian, with the with the girl, uh, with the, you know, beer yeah, prizes, I themed I just prizes. said I want to rig it so I can win. I don't want anybody else. I want <laughs> ten all bucks, the prizes. Ten bucks, and you can find out more about how you can get those tickets and about this uh, uh, entire Be the Brewmaster at valleyviewrotary.com. Thank you, Julie. You bet. Thank you. Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. But better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. I've been locked in this shed for 99 days. I'm doing this year-long stream attempt to promote the sale of my life as wall art, where I'm locked in a prison cell studio and dozens of cameras cinematically broadcast live only to a framed monitor on the buyer's wall. 25-year frames are available at $5 million each. If 7,000 subscribers is maintained by the end of 2021, I will stay locked in here up to five years, as long as that count is maintained. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Art is subjective, right, Shaw? Yeah, of course. But its intent is to make you feel something, right? Yeah. Have a reaction. My reaction is, you're a dumbass. <laughs> well, that's a reaction. What's his... What's this guy, uh, so... <laughs> I'll try to give you the, the, the long and short of it here. He's an artist, quote-unquote artist, on Twitch... His name is Tim and Zana, and he's been living in a shed for 100 days without leaving. And it's set up for life. It's not like the shed in your backyard that just has some tools right. and a lawnmower. There's TVs and chairs and comfort in there, right? It's not meant, you know, as an outdoor storage shed. It's more of like a space that he converted so that he could actually live there. And he says that he will stay there for another five years if someone buys it as art. <laughs> 
So they have a screen on their wall, one screen, where they will live stream him 24 hours a day for five years for $5 million. He says he'll even do it for 10 years for $10 million, but there is an option to buy out. If he gets 7,000 subscribers on Twitch, he'll pull back the above offers and continue his current stream for up to five years so long as his subscriber count does not dip below the 7,000 threshold. A subscription to his channel costs $4.99 a month, and as of right now, he's only got about 100 So he's got a way to go. Why would I want to spend five years watching this guy in his man cave? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying somebody with $5 million to burn might want that. No. I don't know if you get, like, remember uh, Subservient Chicken? Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it wasn't a live stream, but the, the chicken had various commands. You could make the chicken do uh-huh. things. You could make it do based on the videos so that you, they had pre-recorded, right? So you type in, do the funky chicken, and the, the chicken, chicken would do, would the, do chicken. the funky chicken. So uh, you're saying this guy should have things he's doing that I, would make you want to watch I'm it I'm assuming that if you pay $5 million, you get to tell this guy what he gets what to, to do? do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some screen caps of his, of his, of his quote-unquote shed, and it doesn't look like it's too bad of a hangout here. Looks like he's got some stuff in there. Uh, but, yeah, I still wouldn't want to stay in a shed for five years. For five, I mean, five million bucks at the end of it, I suppose, right? Okay. But do you get to tell him what to do? I mean, like, for the five million bucks, you get to say, hey, stand on your head. I'm use my friends who are right. over here laughing at you, <laughs> my rich friends. You know, pick your nose and eat it. Do you get to tell him that? Hey, pop your eyeball out of its socket. Do you get to say those kind of things? I mean... What's Jump up and down. Probably limitations, I would guess. But yeah, you can uh, obviously find his Twitch channel, find out more about this quote-unquote artist. But dude, right. somebody bought that banana thing, right? Wasn't there just a yeah. banana tacked to a, a mm-hmm. piece of canvas and somebody bought it for millions of dollars? Yep. You never know. I mean, dude, people buy art for the weird. These NFT things, they're becoming a thing. The Britney guy, he's selling the Leave Britney Alone thing for millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Got to try it. What, what do you say? You don't take all the hits. You don't shoot try shoot. Shoot. Yeah, there you go. That you, guy's you trying a, to shoot. You miss 100% of the shots you, you don't, don't take. take. Mm-hmm. That guy's trying to t- we gotta, see what happens. We got to get out of here. We got to come up with something because this sucks. <laughs> Working for a living is not fun. This is not Be the that dream. guy. Be that dude. Somebody might pay him five million bucks, and then he just gets. Hey, to who stay knows? His, might work for him. Gets to stay in his shed for five years, and then when he gets out, he's five million dollars richer. Mm-hmm. Nobody's paying me five million dollars to watch me twenty four hours a day. You don't want to see that. Oh, he's pooping again. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> what do you know? Oh, he's poop. He's back in the bathroom. What are you doing now? Well, that guy poops a lot. Let's put on a show. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness podcast. Go! But let's be honest, Shaw's the real star of the show. Stick it up the butt. In the 1960s, these Midwesterners earned five NFL championship trophies. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Dennis, go Try again, I go for 600. They swept over the NBA, winning the title every year from 1959 to 1966. Eric? We're the Boston Celtics. Oh, you know that one, huh? Oh, man. Smack talk. Not too happy last night. Aaron Rodgers, the final week of his guest hosting stint on Jeopardy. Oh, you knew that one. They didn't know about the Packers (laughs) from the Midwest, but they knew about the Celtics in the uh, 50s and 60s. Uh, Season two finale of Tough as Nails tonight on CBS, also on Fox, The Masked Singer. Anybody watch that? Brittany no. knows, right? Yeah. 
Game of Talents on Fox. Dad, stop embarrassing me on Netflix. This is a uh, series premiere of that. It stars Jamie Foxx playing a single dad, embarrassing his daughter, and uh, his living color co-star David Allen Greer plays his dad on the show. <laughs> Kung Fu, Nancy Drew, A Million Little Things, also on tonight. Allison Janney going to be on with Jimmy Fallon, Terry Crews, and Greta Van Fleet on with Jimmy Kimmel tonight. Keith Urban on with James Corden, Gail King on with Seth Meyers, and Howie Mandel on with Conan O'Brien. Here are some of the top reasons you won't be the next guest host of Jeopardy, Shaw. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers finishing up this week. I think, uh, who else? Ken Jennings? He already did it, right? He did it, yeah. They Dr. Did, uh, Oz did it. Dr. Oz had uh, What's-Her-Nuts. Uh, uh, yeah. Katie Kirk. Katie, Katie Kirk. Kirk. Thank you. They had the executive producer for a week or two, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there's been some other names tossed around. Uh, I know there's an online movement to get uh, LeVar Burton, the guy from Reading right. Rainbow, Saw to that. be a host or guest host, but uh, nobody permanent yet. Uh, don't know. Aaron Rodgers getting high marks though from the executives, well, and there's the a lot of talk show. because he's get you know he's in his late 30s. There's discussion about his contract with the Packers. How you know Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and they loaded up around him to get him a Super Bowl, and the Packers don't do mm-hmm. that. Uh, and how he might be the guy. Do you think he'll be the guy? I don't know. Um, I, I think he wants to. I don't think he'll be the guy. He's too smarmy. You know what I mean? Like he kind of. Well, I know that little he, dig there was. I know people love him. I know the Packer fans love him, and I'm not saying that I I don't appreciate his skills on the on the field, but a little smarmy sometimes uh-huh. when it comes to dealing with regular people. I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he can pull it off. But uh, here are some of the reasons why you won't be the next host of Jeopardy, Shaw. Uh, the only thing you like to do under hot lights is grow weed. <laughs> it's the only thing you like to do under those hot lights. Uh, you hold the Guinness World Record for pushing on the most doors that say pull. <laughs> Let's be honest. We've all been there. Yeah. Yes. Just, top reasons you won't be the next host of Jeopardy. You could not care less what an accountant from Cedar Rapids does for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make that little small talk. Yeah. A little chit chat, right? Find out. Oh, geez. Uh, here's Beth, a, an accountant from Cedar Rapids. And what do you like to do in what your you, What do you do? Well, I do macrame. And, okay, uh, next. Next. Top reasons why you won't be the next host of Jeopardy. You're easily stumped by match game reruns. <laughs> <laughs> What is Lake Those weren't Titi- the hardest questions. What is Lake Titicaca? Right. Uh, you've only had one camera close-up shot on national TV, and that was when you stormed the Capitol. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Was that me? Yeah. I'm a singer in a band. Uh, your top reasons why you won't be the next host of uh, Jeopardy is yeah. uh, your last job was stealing copper wire. <laughs> Not really a growth industry there, Shaw. Uh, top reasons you won't be the next host of Jeopardy. A couple more. You agree with Ted Nugent and want to know why there wasn't a lockdown for COVID-1 through 18. <laughs> and yes, he is one of those people that thinks there was 18 yeah. previous versions. Yeah. The only dynasty you've ever heard of is that duck one. Duck dynasty. <laughs> reasons you won't be the next host of Jeopardy. The only daily double you can handle comes in a cocktail glass. Oh, there yes. you go. Yes. Three fingers of scotch, right? Uh, you can't host what you can't spell. J E P R T. That's a lot of vowels. And uh, last but not least, Shaw, the top reasons why you won't be the next host of Jeopardy. You only like game shows where models hold suitcases. Yes. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Your kids are still in school, Gene? Yes. And uh, what are they learning? The usual stuff? Are they learning any life skills? Are they taking, like, shop, home ec, any of that stuff? Is there, like, yeah. taxes? Yeah. Is there... I, well, I don't know about taxes. There's personal finance. There's okay. there's cooking, you know, healthy 
and cooking and stuff like um, that. There's wood shot. Yeah, there's all that stuff that it's still there. 83% of parents in a new survey think that schools should spend some time teaching important life skills to go along with some standard academic stuff. The 10 skills that we wish we had learned in school are are mostly finance related. I was just going to say saving money or something, yeah, investing. Yeah, a lot of that. Number number 1, how to save money. Mm-hmm. I remember we took a we took a finance class in high school and we learned how to write checks. Where to where to put the dash when you're writing mm-hmm. checks, you know what I mean? That was a very important skill in yeah, the ni- in the 90s. Uh, how to budget and organize your finances. I think nowadays too with uh, I've seen more and more commercials for kids getting debit cards or apps on their phone. There's like a Jazby app where you can basically like give a kid money through, and an account on their phone mm-hmm. so they can go and spend, you know, because the kids are going to the mall or doing whatever they're mm-hmm. doing. Uh, but how to budget and organize your finances, number two on this list of the uh, 10 things we wish we had learned in school. These are life skills. How to invest. Oh, boy, I could have yeah. I could have learned a lot if I had learned how to get Dogecoin, right? Nowadays. <laughs> Well, just all of that. Bitcoin, Apple, when it was twenty bucks a share. Mm-hmm. Well, just yeah. What, how to play the market? I mean, there was a brief little bit, but it confused the hell out of me. Uh, how to take care of your mental health? Boy, that would be important, huh? There's some of that. They're doing more than we did. That's for sure. We did nothing. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. We, we didn't, didn't do talk anything. about. It. Oh, you're having a tough day, and <laughs> yeah, you don't want to come bad. to school. Too what? bad. You're going to school. Man up. That was what. That's, that's kind of how we dealt that, with it, wasn't yeah, it? It was. It really was. Uh, how taxes work? Good luck figuring <laughs> that one out. Ooh, I could uh, take that class now. They take our money and they spend it how they want. That's how taxes work. Yeah, we pay for the, the president's dog to get training. That's how taxes work. Uh, how to be confident. I think we learned that in sports, right? Or in... in, in no. <laughs> no? I mean, you try. Extracurricular activities, band. Yeah, it helps. That kind of stuff, no? Uh, number seven on the list of the life skills we wish we had learned... Uh, I learned this one in school and then, of course, got a job working in a restaurant. So how to cook basic meals. Uh-huh. I think working uh, working in an industry really teaches you a lot about what to expect when it comes to that. Uh, how to start a business. Be interesting, right? You're an entrepreneur. Maybe you don't want to take that traditional route. You know what I mean? Go to school. How go- to start a business. That sounds... Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot for a 16, 17-year-old, but obviously, you know, maybe when you're 18, 19, you know, you can turn that around. How to buy a house. I don't know if you need to be teaching kids that. I mean, how old are they? Does a 16-year-old really need to learn how to buy a house? Well, I think if some of the other things that you're talking about were addressed, like the saving and investing and whatever, that comes along with that eventually. Maybe talking about the process, right? How it works, right? You go and you see the house, you get pre-approved for a loan, your credit's got to, you know, all the different things that are affected by, uh, you know, purchasing a house. Uh, And then how to create a resume. We had that in school. Yes, yep. Uh, but there you go. Top uh, top 10 life skills we wish we'd learned in school, according to a new survey. 83% of parents think that we should be teaching more of that stuff in school. Yeah, we had home ec. Learn how to sew. I can't, I couldn't sew anything right now, but I uh, learned how to do it when I was in junior high. We made pillows yep. in the shapes of the letters. Did you guys do that? Shop uh, class, making birdhouses, mm-hmm, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. No, <laughs> really. You're killing me, Shaws. Brought to you by GECU, the friendly credit union. You're killing me, Shaws. Courtesy of GECU, the friendly credit union, downtown La Crosse. How are we feeling this morning? Confident? Mm, wouldn't say that. All right. Gene has no faith in you whatsoever. Perfect. She does not think you're going to get it. 
But uh, again, her opinion not really all the one the one that matters really. It's the it's the caller. Caller fifteen. Who's this? This is Bob from out at Fort. Bob out at the Fort. All right, Bob. Do you think Shaw's <laughs> going to know the movie quote or not? I got to stick with my normal no. You're going with no. All right, Bob. If you're right, then twenty bucks of my morning show money is yours. Okay. Sounds good, buddy. Twenty dollars up for grab, Shaw. What happened to his sweet phone? I think that's the other Bob. Oh. I don't know. There's too many damn Bobs. <laughs> we got too many Scots and too many Bobs and too many Lorries. Ready? I guess. It's short. Okay. It's in the rain. It's on a pay phone. It's not always. It's not that easy to hear. Uh, so listen closely, Shaw. I'll play it several times. I'll even give you the words. All right? In my heart, she gave me. You hear it? No. I didn't. All right. Barely. All right, hold on. Listen closely. Okay. Like I said, short, in the rain, on a payphone. Gave my heart, she gave me a pen. Gave her my heart, she gave me a pen. Want to hear it one more time? I don't know it'll help, but... Gave my heart, she gave me a pen. The sound that you hear there in the background is obviously the rain. He is on a payphone at the time. He's very upset that he only got a pen <laughs> after he gave her his heart. Gave her my heart, she gave me a pen. Hmm. One more time. Why not? In my heart, she gave me Oof. Not the easiest one. I think that Scott or uh, Bob's going to end up with some of my money here. <laughs> I think I might have caught the voice on that one. Okay. Do we want to take a stab at the voice at least? Uh, I think it might be John Cusack. Oh, it is John Cusack. Ooh. Okay. Well, then, if it's John Cusack, then I'm going to go with uh, one of your favorites. Say anything. Ah! What? Eat it, Bob. Eat my money. That's harsh. It's so good when people don't win. You're 100% right. Say anything. Diane Lane or Diane Court. Why are we talking about that today? They came out on this day. Oh, there you go. So many years ago. It's such a great movie. It is a good movie, sure. It's not a memorable line from the movie. Yes, it is. Okay. I gave her my heart. She gave me a <laughs> pen. You can write me with this pen. Remember, she was going to go away. The mm-hmm. dad. It was the. It was Fraser's dad, and he got caught for tax swindling all them old people. <laughs> and she got a pen, and they banged in the back of the car. Everybody remembers that. Look at you go, you sob. There's a stab in the dark. Oh, and he's got the boombox. I mean, obviously, that's the most memorable scene right. from the movie. Right. He's wearing the duster, and he's got the boombox. Peter Gabriel and your eyes. Mm-hmm. Love. I get so lost sometimes. What happened? What just happened? But he, he gave her his heart, and she gave him a pen. Wow. Can we not do ones that have, like, you know, rain in the background that's hard to from the, figure the words? From the absolute bleachers. You got this one, Shaw. I'm impressed. Thank you. It was by, lucky guess. By just sheer deduction. I mean, that's what you did. You, uh-huh. you, you broke it down you and you figured it out. I did. 1989. Right here wow. on the radio. April 14th. That long ago. Wow. The movie Say Anything in theaters. That means $30 of my morning show money is up for grabs next week. I love the fact that Bob didn't win. <laughs> Those two idiots are going to be out there at the fort. <laughs> playing grab ass all day about <laughs> oh, you didn't win and I got a better phone you're listening to the best of the morning sickness more 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 what's that song you play when you want to piss off your kids Gene is it Tone Loke <laughs> yes thing? is it is well, it's it? not uh, well like when you do the dance oh, and you man. sing along is it this one 
Well, this is one of them. When you Why are children? you bringing this up? I'm just asking. I just want to clear. Oh, I just want to make sure I got it right. I thought that it, I knew it was. Totally I got my dancing I, shoes on. Too. I couldn't remember if it was Wild Thing or if it was Funky Cold Medina. It's Funky Cold Medina, but That's the one? Uh, that, that, but I, you know what? I I'm already dancing to this. So well, why? I can, I can get you Tone Low Funky Cold Medina if you'd prefer that. Well. Do these speakers go to 11? All right, here we go. We'll switch it up here. I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Oh, man. So when you want to embarrass your children, this is your go-to move, right? I'm Elaine right now in my office. Doing the Elaine dance? I am doing the Elaine Those dance. Those arms are flailing. They are. Do you think your kids would ever consider you the cool mom? Oh, they hate me right now. Not just right now, but I'm talking ever. Is, Do you Lori, think is they... Lori the cool mom as opposed to you? No. Jeanette, is she the cool mom? No, no teenager thinks their mom is cool. Thank you, Shaw. I don't know. Some teenagers probably think their mom is cool, right? Not till later. What does it take to be the cool mom, Gene? Dude, I got all the snacks, Shaw. <laughs> Shaw, I got all the snacks. Right. House is always open. Neighbor, kids bar, come over you, you redid the bar down there, made got it a cool a, little hangout spot. Right. I got some. It took me I got a decade, some. But you got it done. The fourteen kids are, years. It took me fourteen years to finish my basement. Really enjoy it at this point. They're all going to be moving out. That's so. all right. I got. Then I got it. <laughs> Just want you to know, if you need anything, don't be shy. Okay. There are no rules in this house. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Um. Is there alcohol in this? <gasps> oh God, honey, no. What kind of mother do you think I am? <laughs> Why do you want a little bit? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. <laughs> One of my first experiences here in Lacrosse Shaw when I was bouncing at Spanky's when it was still open after I first moved here, a woman tried to come in to the bar with her, kid, with her 16 year old like, daughter. <laughs> you're like, this is Wisconsin. I, and I and I saw the girl, the young girl, right away, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need to see your ID. So the daughter gives me, I'm like, and I realized their mother and daughter by the names and whatever, and the addresses are the same. And I looked at the lady, and I'm like. You can't come in here with your 16-year-old daughter. What kind of crappy mother are you? And she got all pissed off, right? All mad at me, whatever. And she said, I want to speak to the man. And I'm like, hey, Paul, this terrible mother is trying to bring in her daughter. Yeah, let him and in. And he comes over and he's like, hey, dude. He's like, I, I know you just moved here. It's a little different. You can kind of bring your kids to the bar. And I'm like, what kind of whack-ass state am I living in? I just bring them to the bar. They can drink there, too. Right. I had no idea that that was a thing when I first moved uh-huh. here. I know now, obviously, but I don't know if that really qualifies you as a cool mom when you're bringing no. your 16-year-old daughter okay, to so the bar. Okay, so what's up? What's up? At 930 on a Friday night. But uh, a new survey asked a bunch of adults what it takes to be a cool mom. And there's uh, basically two things. You want to take a stab at it, Gene, since you're not cool? They asked adults what it takes. <laughs> Why did they ask them? Uh, because teenagers won't respond to a survey, probably. That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it? They asked adults what it takes to be a vehicle. Um, Shaw, I don't know. Maybe something with uh, no curfew. Um, that might be considered uh, one of the two things. Let's her kids get away with some things that a quote normal mom wouldn't when they were growing up. Right, stay out a little mm-hmm. bit late. Maybe wear that low cut shirt or those tight pants, whatever it is. Take them to a cool show, I guess. Maybe rock mm-hmm. out at T-Swift. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is she talks openly and honestly with her kids about anything and everything, including the birds and the bees and all that other stuff. So I got that. Yeah. So if you want to be a cool mom, talk to your kids about sex and let them drink in the basement. No, that wasn't the first one. You that you massaged that. That's not it. I'm just saying. That's what it takes, Gene, to be a cool mom.
Paying it's, not, their, it's not this dance move I'm doing right no, now paying in my for their office. braces no, and their new a, shoes and taking them to not, doctor appointments. The, none of that oh, matters. The, the Invisaligns. It was a, no all the thousands and thousands of dollars that you spend on them, mm-hmm, feeding mm-hmm, them, clothing mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm, none of it matters. The heat being on, mm-hmm, you no, know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. none of that matters. Having all the snacks, none of that matters. No outdoor movie night. No, no. Cookie Palooza. None of that. No. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. New survey asking almost 10,000 Americans how interested they'd be in an open relationship, which doesn't mean what you think it means. Okay, what does it mean? What does it mean? See, when you and I and Gene all hear open relationship, we assume you're in a relationship, but you get to bang anybody you want, right? That's not what we're saying? But that's not apparently... You mean open isn't we talking more? That's No, not in that sense either. No. Okay, good. No, thank you. Uh, No, their definition of open relationship... See, I read the headline and I'm like, oh, open relationship. Okay, let's read about this. I'm in. I'm in 100%. I don't know if I'm in, but I'm interested in reading more about this, right? Yes. I've seen uh, many many, uh, short films about this on the interwebs, Shaw, about open relationships. Uh, But that's not really what they mean. What What they're basically talking about is just dating, where you're not serious with anybody. You're just sort of dating a bunch of different people. No, that's dumb. As opposed to like a committed relationship with a boyfriend or husband or girlfriend or wife or spouse or whatever it might be. They're not referring to, again, a committed relationship where you get to bang other people. They're talking just about dating, which, again, sounds very strange to me. But uh, they say that uh, 28% of Americans say they'd be interested in an open relationship, including about one in seven people who'd be very interested, Shaw. Doesn't seem like it would end well. This uh, Again, their definition says where you could date more than one person simultaneously. Which not is if you're just, married. Which is just dating, right? By the way, I Googled open relationship, and I got a YouTube video, and it is some of the weirdest stuff. Like, I am glad I'm not living in the now, man. I'm living in the 80s and the 90s, and I'm happy where I'm at. The stuff they're trying to describe to me, I, I, got, I got no time for that. A lot of acronyms, a lot of weird names, a lot of different, uh, and good on them. Have, you, have at it, but that ain't a me thing. 13% of people in this survey say they're not really interested in the open relationship, and only 52% have zero interest. So more than half of the people say, nah, I'm good. In other words, basically a coin flip whether your partner is totally against it or not, Shaw. Uh-huh. Obviously men more likely than women to say they're interested in the open relationship. 34% of men say they would be. 23% of women say they would not be. And uh, younger people way more interested in it than older people. But again, open relationship doesn't mean what, what you and uh-huh. I think it means. It's not according to their <laughs> definition of it. It's just dating, right? Well, I, I like, you know, Mary, but I've also got Susan and, and Shannon and, and a couple other gals that I'm kind of seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing's exclusive. So you haven't committed yet. You're right. just You're dating. Again, it's not an open relationship. Relationship means you're in a relationship and then it's open, right? <laughs> I mean, the two words pretty much describe what's going on there, right? This is, I haven't formed that relationship yet. This is. Apparently. Okay. But yeah, I guess a lot of people are looking to bang. That's what they say. Okay, name. Austin Danger Powers. Sex? Yes, please. <laughs> Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. But better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. When was the first time you uh, said something out loud, Shaw, and realized, damn, I'm old? <laughs> I don't remember. It was so long ago. Do you have a specific... No. Memory? I can't remember. Specific, but... 
No, I can't. You start to sound like your parents. I've been accused of that, yeah. Yeah, you start to sound like your parents, Mm -hmm. right? Money doesn't grow on trees where you're born in a barn. Mm -hmm. That door also closes. Right. Yeah, those kind of things. That's generally where most people, I think, find themselves saying, oh, when did I get old? For me, it was uh, when I realized I have to maintain my lawn in order to live in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. There's one house in our neighborhood that is really bad. And we walk by it with the dogs, and I I scoff at them, Shaw. I'm now that guy. <laughs> and I'm not even a parent. I'm just like, oh, God, look at that lawn. It's disgusting. How <laughs> judgy. Here are the top things you said that made you realize immediately, damn, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Top things you said that made you realize immediately, damn, I'm old. Here we go. Tom Selleck's right. A reverse mortgage is for me. <laughs> It's designed for the older folks, yeah. I'm going to die soon. I don't need any money. Right? Top things you said that made you realize immediately, damn, I'm old. The rap was better in my day because they used <laughs> real instruments, Shaw. Real <laughs> instruments. <laughs> so the CD is the one that plays music and the DVD is movies, right? Yeah, that's it. That the, it looked the same. Let's get those confused. Why won't this DVD of the Terminator play in my car? <laughs> Top things you said that made you immediately realize, damn, I'm old. Yes, I'd like to make a dinner reservation for 445. <laughs> Haven't got there yet. But. Puck, Puck did that to me two weeks ago. He's like, hey, you guys want to go to dinner? And I'm like, yeah, sure. What time? And he's like, I don't know, 8, 9. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to take a nap. <laughs> I okay. can't eat at 8 Who or 9 time. That? Who eats that lady? He's like, well, the kids will be in bed. We- I'm like, I eat at 4. Oh, my gosh. Do you really? Yeah, but I get up at 3 yeah, I know, I know but I just... It's not because I'm old. It's because of what time I get up in the morning. I don't want to be out at 8 o'clock at night, even on a Friday. I want to be home. You sound like an old man. I right. do, but I can also get up at 3 in Isn't the morning. Isn't this a guy that wanted to drink and smoke with Soul Asylum right. like two breaks ago? Yeah, at 7. I know, they don't play at 7. I didn't say a time. <laughs> I'd like them to play at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. That's what it. did I say about the strip club when the wife was out of town? You can't watch they, Matlock. Can't they have a blue plate special at the strip club at like 4 for people like me? I don't want to be out there at 9 o'clock at night. Oh, God. Uh, listen to you. Rock music happens at 3 in the afternoon, Shaw. It does. It happens at 6. <laughs> Six in the morning, too. I could go for a little strip club action at 6 a.m. <laughs> Top things you said that made you realize immediately, damn, I'm old. You know what I love most about this shirt? Po- the pockets. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it, too, Shaw, didn't pockets, you? Yes. You love it. So you love those pockets. I don't know what Venmo is, but will you take a check? Yeah. <laughs> What's a check? Oh, my goodness. I was doing PayPal for a long time, and yeah. then all my friends got on me about Venmo, Venmo and then and- it's like they for- they peer pressure you into getting the stupid Venmo. <laughs> What's next, the Cash App or Dogecoin? Or- oh, give me a break. Come on, man. You know that's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> malarkey? Yeah, if you bust out malarkey. Mm-hmm. Top things you said that made you immediately realize, damn, I'm old. Do you have this car in beige? Ooh, poor choice, sir. Sorry, I'm not weighing in on the election till I hear who Chuck Norris is endorsing. <laughs> and last but not least, Gene, this one is for you. It's brewed, okay. it's brewed up special for you. Thank you. Top things you said that made you immediately realize, damn, I'm old. Uh, just a regular cup of coffee for me, please. <laughs> just, just black. Can I get that little sugar? Just a little, just yeah. regular coffee. I don't need all the whipped cream and the extra mm, soy and all this other stuff, but no thanks. There you go. Top things you said that made you realize, damn, I'm old.
I get up at three. I like to do things early. I can't help I know it. That, but I <laughs> I want to do things at two, three, four in the afternoon. I want to be home by five. I want to watch some TV and then I want to go to bed by seven, eight o'clock. If I go to bed at eight and I don't fall asleep till nine, that means I get six hours of sleep before I got to wake up and come to work. No, I, n- somehow, I know what you're saying, but th- there's also, you know, optically, I get it. Like, dude, what are you doing in your pajamas at five? I get up at three in the morning. I'm not. In my 20s or 30s anymore, okay? I know, but rock shows are going to happen, like, at night. That's fine. That's fine. And again, I, I, I told if, Puck. If Royal I, Bliss comes back to town, we're, you're going to stay up. I told Puck, though. I'm like, I'll, yeah, sure, 8, 9, but I got to take a nap. Like, I can't. Like, if I'm going to. Well, I get that. Oh, take an afternoon rest, and then you're Hell back yeah. at it. I need yeah. a siesta. Yeah, for sure. 8 or 9 on a Friday. Are you kidding me? Missed it. Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app.